Welcome to the How to Bible Podcast. My name is Levi. I'm your host of this podcast, and I'm really excited that you're tuning into this right now. This series that I'm going to be doing right now is a series based on Randy Alcorn's 50-day devotional called Heaven. Now, what do we look to in the things of our lives that encourage us, that move us forward, that help us keep our eye on the horizon? This book has been instrumental in my ability to stay positive, to continue to move forward in these troubling times. I'm looking forward to doing this devotional with you, and stay tuned, because here it comes. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the How to Bible podcast. Again, my name is Levi. I'm your host. Um, Today, we're continuing our series on the the devotional book, The 50 Days of Heaven by Randy Alcorn. Today is going to be day six. Now, this one's a little different than the other ones. The other ones, we were talking a lot about heaven, what it's going to be like. I'm trying to look forward towards that. Um, If you've been to a funeral lately of possibly somebody who's not a believer, maybe somebody who is a believer, um, you would think that uh, everybody is going to heaven. That's what you would think. Because when the pastor gets up there and they've been given the opportunity to do a funeral for somebody, uh, and let's say that person didn't necessarily live a Christian life out loud, there was no major fruit, observable fruit in their relationship, um, it's extremely difficult for a pastor to to do that message, to give that that benediction for the burial, because there's nothing in their life that's measurable or quantifiable to say, yes, definitively that this individual is in fact in the grace of the Lord. So this this day, day six, is about knowing for sure that you are in fact uh, going to heaven. Now, there's a big controversy theologically uh, about what it takes to be saved. Um, Some people think that uh, you can make the decision to be saved. Some theology says that God is the one who draws you. Uh, I personally prefer that one, uh, that God is the one that draws us to him, because scripture says that God is going to complete the good work that he starts in you. Like he starts this process. And if you're being drawn to God, if you're having moments when you're you're being drawn to other Christians and they're sharing the gospel, and those are all uh, ways in which God is drawing you to Him. He's putting people in your lives that are praying for you, that are inviting you to church, that are asking you to come out to activities that involve church members. That's God drawing you. He's calling you out from where you're at. Now, how do we respond is entirely up to you. You can shut that down. And tuck it away like I did for so many years. Or you can respond in obedience to what God is trying to do in your life by listening to these people and responding to the message uh, that they're sharing with you. The best way for us to assure that we are in the grace of God is to continually live our lives in obedience to what God is doing. Um, so this this chapter is really... Um, it's really important. It's important that we understand it and that we grasp it. I'm going to start out again with a couple of couple of quotes and some scripture here. This scripture has kept me awake, I don't know, for how long during my life as a believer. It's going to be Matthew 7, verses 13 through 14. It says, For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only few find it. Now, I listened to Paul Washer uh, unpack this verse once, and it was amazing. It made so much more sense. And I'm sure I'm going to butcher it here now when I talk to you about this. But the main meat of this I want you to take away is this, okay? 
If you call yourself a Christian or a believer, and your life has been relatively easy, meaning you haven't had several friendships, you haven't uh, maybe been, um, maybe caught a lot of resistance from your friends from the world, uh, it hasn't been a struggle to stay on that path, then you need to examine what path you're on. Are you on this, are you on this broad road? Is it easy for you to tread this lifestyle as being a believer? Or are you on the narrow road? Has it been a struggle? Has it been a strain? Have you had to um, make a concerted effort to stay on this path? If you have, that's reassuring to your soul to know that you are on that path of redemption with God. That you are in fact striving in the Christian faith. You should look different next year than you look right now if you are moving forward in Christ. He tells this story in his, in his book, Heaven, and inside this devotional about this woman who's the wedding singer at this large, lavish banquet and wedding. And she goes and she performs and then she moves into the banquet hall and she comes to the door and the, the waiter is there and he's checking names off this list, right? He gets there or she gets there and she says her name and the waiter says, I'm sorry, your name isn't on this list. And she's like, that's impossible. I'm the singer. I performed here at the wedding. It's impossible that my name isn't on the list. The man said, whether or not your name, your name has to be on this list or you cannot enter. And he motioned to another waiter and escorted them down to the garage where they had to leave the banquet. Sometimes we get so busy in our lives that we don't respond to God, that we put it off and we say, later on when I'm on my deathbed, I'll repent or later on I'll consider this religion stuff. But if this book, if the Bible is correct and accurate, this will be the most important decision of your entire life, your entire existence based on what it is you decide to do with the calling of God in your life. And especially now as we're facing death, and sicknesses and plagues and all of these things going on, it's really important for us to be self-evaluating where we're at with God and asking ourselves again, what is it that I can get rid of in my life that will help me run this race well? There's one or two more little excerpts here I want to share with you. Uh, here's, here's the first part. <clears throat> Forgiveness is not automatic. If you want to be forgiven, we must recognize and repent of the sins in our lives, right? If Scripture says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness, right? We take no credit for salvation for it is a... It is by grace that we are saved through faith. It's not from ourselves. It is the gift of God. God gives this gift to us. No gift demanded is a gift at all, right? If I walk into the house and tell my son, you need to tell me that you love me right now, that means far less than when I walk in the house and he runs to me and says, Daddy, I love you. That is in the measurable weight and what it means when we, when we, when we choose God, when we accept the gift that he's giving, we're responding in turn to the joy of what he's done, that free gift of grace in our lives. So consider that for a second. Make sure that your final destination in these times, in these days, no matter what happens, whatever that final destination is, make sure that you've done everything in your life to have responded to the calling of God in your life. 
And when you do that and you respond in obedience to what God is, and what I mean by responding in obedience is starting to obey what it is that he's telling you to do. Start weeding out those people in your lives that you know you shouldn't be making your core group of friends. Don't get rid of them completely because you need to evangelize. you got to share the gospel. you got to spread the word. That's your job. Your job, even if you're not an evangelist, even if you're not good at apologetics, even if you're not good at articulating, it's still your job to go and share that. No one is exempt from that. So no matter what your situation is, no matter where you're at, whether you're in a hospital bed or whether you're nine years old and you're out on the playground, use that opportunity, the joy that's been given to you, knowing that your salvation cannot be taken away from you. You're not going to lose it. You're going to continue in obedience. You're going to stay on that narrow path. It's going to struggle and that's going to be your litmus test. The fact that God is refining you and changing you, that this is a struggle moving forward. And then for the glory of the Lord and the hope of the nations, you're going to stay the course. Wow, what a crazy world we live in. I am so thankful again, ladies and gentlemen, for you tuning in to this podcast, taking time out of your day to listen. I am supremely grateful. If you should have any feedback, you can always reach me at How to Bible podcast at gmail.com. That's how to Bible podcast at gmail.com. Please send me feedback, uh, questions. Uh, you're welcome to send prayer requests, whatever it is that you would like to contribute to this podcast. And I would love to develop those ideas and release them as new podcasts. But until that time, for the glory of the Lord and the hope of the nations, stay the course.